Oi, I'm from London, and welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. Actually, I sound a little Australian too, I don't know, but this is episode number 19, early Wednesday morning, November 7th, 2018, and I have a treat for you today. Oh, what's that treat? You know what it is, mate. Oh, yes, this is the official Doggy Juice College Basketball 2018-2019 preview episode. I'm going to dive into some quick hitters, and then we'll get right after College Hoops with a look at the upcoming season from a handicapping standpoint. Hopefully I'll give you some actionable information to use early in the season, and then I'll close out the pod with a quick look ahead at this weekend's football slate. As I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going to be on a short hiatus um, later this week. Um, I'm heading across the pond to Europe, so there won't be any episode later this week or next week. However, stay tuned and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice because I will be posting my best bets and the Doggy Juice Challenge Super Contest lines on there. Uh, We'll be back the week of Thanksgiving in two weeks with the next episode. While I'm gone, I'll be checking off a major personal sports bucket list item as I'll be in the singing section with the Manchester City fans at the Manchester Derby as Man City and Man United square off at the Etihad Stadium this Sunday. I'm so damn excited for this. It's such a big deal over there, and let's just say that tickets were not cheap. But check that game out here in America on Sunday morning, and you might even see me going streaking during the 80th minute. Oi, oi! Also planning to experience the betting offerings at the shops over in the UK that are like 7-Elevens out there. Um, They really are. They're on like every street corner. It's a novel concept, America. You can just go make a bet uh, whenever you want uh, at any street corner. So I'll report back to you when when I get back about what things are like over there. So no pod later this week, no pods next week, but follow Doggy Juice on Twitter and Instagram for any value plays that I may find and share um, in that time off. We're coming off another winning week. Twitter plays went 6-2 and two on college football Saturday and 6-3 and three in the NFL. Uh, capped off with a nice win on the Titans with the spread and the money line on Monday Night Football. We also went 4-1 and one in the Super Contest, just sitting two games behind the lead now. Um, I believe the record... Uh, the Doggy Juice record is 29-16, and 16, which is fantastic. If this was the real Super Contest in Vegas, I believe I'd be in the money right now. It's hard to tell because there's so many people in that, and like the leader is like high 70% range. But we'd definitely be in the thick of it, and definitely in the thick of the variation that I play. There's uh, close to 200 people, and we're sitting right in that uh, pack of people in the top 10, um, right behind the leader, so... We're doing well on that, and I've been sharing all those plays, um, at least the reasoning behind them on the podcast. We're, what, uh, nine weeks through now, ten weeks into college, uh, so it's been going quite well, and hopefully we'll continue it and finish strong. Um, I'm also pleased to announce that we have our second winner in the Doggy Juice Challenge. Congrats to Kip, a.k.a. Magic Man, for going 5-0 and with his picks. He had the Panthers, the Falcons, the Steelers, the Texans, and the Titans against the spread, so he wins the $25 Venmo prize this week. Um, Hopefully I will bring on Magic Man in um, the next few weeks to talk about his win. Uh, As I said, I'll be gone for a couple weeks, and then I have a few guests lined up for when I return, but 
hopefully get Magic Man on next month to talk about it. He's been sending in his picks every week, and I'm really happy that he got the 5-0 uh, week and became our second winner of the $25 Venmo prize. Congrats, Magic Man. All right, time for some quick hitters. The sports books got slammed this past Sunday in the NFL. Vegas is calling it a top 10 worst Sunday of all time. Um, the Vegas sports books, obviously the damage varied from book to book, but in general, Vegas sports books have not reported a losing month since July of 2013. And stay tuned because this November is off to a rocky start for them. Um, I believe that the game with the most tickets or money on it um, won in all 12 of the Sunday NFL games on Sunday. Um, have to fact check that one, but I believe that was the case. However, and this is next level theory, now this means the public has more money in their pocket to spend. And I think this week, um, all of this week's games, we could see some last minute value on some underdogs, especially the higher profile games. The public loves betting what they want to see, and that you, that's usually favorites on the spread and underdogs on the money line. So stay tuned, pay attention for any extra value that we might see. I think there's a good chance that we might, we might see that this weekend because there's one thing you can count on, and that's the public coming off their winning week, returning to the windows to give their money to the sports books. It's going to happen. Michigan has entered the top four in the college football playoff rankings behind Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Georgia and Oklahoma sit at 5-6, and six, while LSU at 7-2 and two has moved back to number seven following their shutout loss last week against Bama. Obviously, Bama controls everything at number one, undefeated, but we saw our first one-loss team enter the top four, um, Michigan sitting at number four this week. So it's going to be interesting down the stretch to see how these top four teams do, and Michigan's got their work cut out for them moving forward. In terms of preseason college basketball rankings, the first AP Top 25 has Kansas at number one, followed by Kentucky, Gonzaga, Duke, and Virginia. And Tennessee and Nevada come in at number six and seven. There's a lot of familiar names at the top. Obviously, there's going to be a shakeup next week after Duke dismantled Kentucky last night in, in Indianapolis. But it's a lot of familiar names, and we'll see how the early season unfolds here. Kansas sitting at number one. A pretty wacky tweet from Football Perspective at FBG Chase. The Buffalo Bills have scored one offensive touchdown on drives without Josh Allen so far this year. And the Bills' offense has given up four touchdowns on offense in drives without Josh Allen this year. (laughs) The Chiefs have scored more points in the second quarter this year than the Bills have all season. Be prepared for even more wacky stats on the Bills as this season unfolds because they are my power-rated worst team, and the Bills under 6.5 total wins, regular season wins prop. Um, The books should just start paying those out now. All right, without further ado, let's jump into it. Our college basketball 2018-2019 season preview. So I've alluded to this already, but college basketball is my favorite sport to handicap. It's my favorite sport to watch. It's just my favorite sport in general. Um, obviously, been killing it in NFL and college football the past few years, but 
personally, I still think my best success comes in college basketball, and that's mainly because the best edges are to be found in college basketball. I've touched on this that the NFL, it's just so damn hard to win in the long run because the lines are so sharp, and it's the NFL. Um, college football and college basketball, on the other hand, um, with all the less higher profile games, the lower profile games on tap, um, you just get more value. There's more games for the bookies to book and set lines for, and there's more opportunity, especially the lesser conferences. Um, you find a lot more value, softer lines. So obviously you get lower limits at, uh, at books. That's the, the trade-off, but you can easily find your best edges in college basketball and even more so in the derivative and totals markets in college basketball. Um, a lot of it's similar to the NBA in terms of running on team news. If you can get ahead of the market with any information on injuries or playing time or even just stupid things like guys being pissed off at their girlfriends on Twitter uh, that might affect their play or even distracted by something else, uh, there's just so much digging you can do um, that you can unfi- that you can find and uh, unravel in college hoops. So I, it's my favorite sport. I love it just from every angle and. It's just fun to watch because these kids are, you know, they're not playing for money. Obviously, a lot of them are going to go out to the next level and and make that money, but most of them aren't, and they leave it all on the line. You're never going to worry about a, a college kid for the most part, you know, being a huge diva. They're going to go out there and leave it all on the, on the court. So I love watching that, especially higher-level games, but, you know, anything from the higher, the bigger conferences down to the smaller ones, you can really find edges and... College hoops, man. It's just it's the best. I, I love it. And March is my favorite time of year for sports and sports betting. Um, and that's the culmination of this entire season. So so how do we do college basketball handicapping? As I said, it's very similar to the NBA, but it's nuanced too. And you really got to be prepared because, because um, college basketball, the worst beats you're going to get in sports betting, in my opinion, are come from college basketball. Just the end game shenanigans where teams are, you know, following, following each other up twelve or down twelve with five seconds left. You can always count on college kids to just make college kid decisions. Um, unfortunately, that's going to lead to more bad beats when you're on the right side. But on the flip side, if you're able to, you know, sift through the madness and the information, the opportunity is there for you to find edges that others can't here. Um, unlike, you know, professional sports. So. It's kind of a double-edged sword in that regard. You know, you have more bad beats, but at the same time, there's just there's more variables involved than you can take advantage of those in college basketball. Um, in terms of my prep work, it's tough because times uh, it's really busy um, as a sports better. You know, these past couple months with football and baseball going on, NBA season starting, so it's really hard to prepare for the season. But um, Keeping a database the past couple of years and going through numbers. I mean, there's tons of information online for you out there, but what I recommend for your college basketball prep, and you could find this online, I wish they were paying me for advertising for free, but the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook is my personal Bible that I buy. Um, I've, you know, I bought the actual physical copy right here, but I also have a um, subscription online. You can just get the, the mobile. Um, Download. You don't have to get the paper version. It's cheaper if you just buy the you know the PDF version online. But the Blue Ribbon, Chris Dorch's Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook, is the 
best guide I can offer or I can recommend to you. I've been using it the past few years and it's just packed with information on every team, but also some more macro information. They notice some trends because these guys write up, you know, on all 350 plus teams, you're going to get um, a solid write up. And not only that, but on every player on the team. So when you're watching that random game, you're like, who's this guy? And you can look up and see their, their take on him in the preseason. And their takes are not always spot on. I mean, when you look at last year with Trey Young, you know, they said he was like a work in progress. <laughs> and then you saw him obviously tear up the entire college basketball landscape last year. But they do have great information on every player, uh, the recruiting process, um, what the player's strengths and weaknesses are. And you can really get some good team-by-team details on there. Um, as long as, or as well as their their schedules and some coaching information, and little nuggets from assistant coaches that can really help you um, unearth some value when you are looking at the betting markets, especially early in the season. Um, their information is obviously very well known, so not really. There's no breaking news on there on the Blue Ribbon Guide, but that's the best thing I can offer you. Otherwise, if you're not looking to spend anything. Um, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy's rankings, Ken Palm, um, just Google Ken Palm. Um, he's pretty much the gold standard when it comes to college basketball handicapping. He literally moves lines. He posts um, his predicted score if you pay for a subscription there uh, for every game. And he'll move markets for sure. Um, and he finds some value, or not value, but he finds some, some angles that some bookmakers might not spot. So he's kind of the he's the gold standard, Ken Palm. I would definitely suggest checking out his site. He also has some fantastic uh, uh, analytics on there as well. He's a pioneer. Um, Jeff Sagarin's ratings in college basketball are also worth checking out. He's very good, and he's been good for decades. But otherwise, there's tons of information out there. I'm happy to share more um, in that regard, but you're going to get tons of stats out there. They're available they're out there to be found and there's a lot out there because we're dealing with dozens of conferences and those smaller conferences where you know average joe might not be betting on it but if you can find some information you can find a better edge betting college basketball than you can in the nfl or the nba and i can guarantee you that uh, in terms of my prep work for this year um, obviously the teams at the top that we're going to see are kansas kentucky duke virginia gonzaga and nevada those are your top squads um, I'm personally a, a Duke fan, have been since the Trajan Langdon 1998 team. I needed someone to cheer for after um, Michael Jordan left the Bulls and the Baby Bulls era kicked off. So I watched, remember watching the Great Alaskan Shootout when Trajan Langdon went off in November of 1998, and that's when I hopped on board. I mean, obviously I was, I was a pretty big fan of Duke in the 90s, but you know, I, was, I always took a back seat to the Bulls, but I adopted them as my squad, and um, obviously, this year I'm definitely drinking the Kool Aid with Zion Williamson and um, and R.J. Barrett. Especially after watching last night, R.J. Barrett, I think he's probably your number one pick next year. I'm not overreacting to last night, but that guy, I see a lot of KD in him. He could just score at will. And obviously, Zion's a freak as well. That team looks very good. So personally, I'm I'm taking a look at putting Duke at the top of my power ratings, right next to Kansas to start the year. Um, Kansas is your number one team, though. It's pretty well settled um i think you know they've got some transfers in there and there's that's going to be a really good squad um bill self um in their conference prepare for gonzaga to be 20 plus point favorites every night <laughs> they'll um, they're going to cover a lot of those as well 
Um, they have an all-world team. They're bringing in Rui Hachimura from Japan. And obviously they have Killian Tilly from France, but Tilly's out for the first few months. But this team can contend to win the whole thing at the end, and it's, they're probably your best value from a future standpoint because you can count on them to win their games and be you know top 10, top even. you know They could be a one seed this year for sure. Um, I think probably at worst a two seed, barring some crazy injuries to their star players. But you're cert- you're seeing them at around 10 to 1 right now in the future market. So if I had to take a future on a team that can actually win it all, it'd probably look their way. But I would actually wait because if they drop some games early in November, December before that easy conference slate um, and before Tilly comes back, you might be able to even find a 15 to 1 or even an 18 to 1. I doubt that high, but. Um, around the holidays on Gonzaga, and I think that they're going to be a force um, come March. So if you're looking for value on a on a big-name team that's going to contend at the end, I think Gonzaga's the way I would look. Nevada, everyone, this is no secret, everyone knows that they're loaded and they're starting five, the Martin Twins. Caleb Martin is a stud, and this team is very well coached as well. Uh, look for them to be um, just a very good high-profile team this year. Nevada, I think they're... You might be looking at a one or two seed from them as well. Uh, teams that I'm higher on than the market, Marquette. <laughs> nice little segue there. But Marquette, I think they can contend for the Big East this year. I really do. I think that they can be um, top three team. They got Marcus Howard returning with his – I mean, that guy's just going to put up video game numbers. Obviously, not much of a defender, but uh, the way Woach has that team shake, shaking out is uh, it's going to be entertaining from – scoring standpoint they're going to put up a lot of points and I think they can compete in the Big East especially since I think after DiVincenzo left I'm actually looking for Villanova to possibly take a step back but they're a top 10 team as well they'll be there obviously we know Jay Wright can reload and keep that program um, at the top but I think Marquette could be a sleeper to win the Big East this year Tennessee is another team I would look at uh, especially from a um, a future standpoint, you, this might be a good team to find value on. I saw them at 35-1 to 1 at one offshore shop, but they won the SEC last year, Tennessee did, and they're returning everyone. So, And they're, they're well-coached as well. I think that this team is a little hungry after that. Was, they had a pretty bad loss uh, to bow out of the tournament last year, obviously, against Loyola Chicago. So I, I think they're going to be hungry. I think Tennessee can compete for a uh, you know, top two, top three seed in the tournament and contend to win the SEC again this year. Um, they could be worth a look. And another team that I'm high on where you can find some futures value is Syracuse. Tyus Battles back. Um, they're worth a look. I, for, I've seen them at 40 to 1. I think Syracuse, I got them in my top 10 preseason or around that range. Um, the AP doesn't have them too far behind, but I think that's where your value can be. Teams struggle against Syracuse in the tournament. If you look at it, I mean, this is no secret, this trend, but when you look at that second game in the tournament in March, you know, you got your Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. When they're playing that second game, they're against the spread numbers are pretty sick um, in recent years. And it makes sense because teams, they, they bring out that 2-3 zone uh, with all their length, and teams don't have time to prep for it on the short turnaround. When you see teams that have a whole week, if they're playing you know, the first game on Thursday or Friday of you know, opening weekend of March Madness, teams have time, they have the whole week to prepare for that 2-3 zone, so they fare a little bit better. But the teams that play them in that second game, and then if they make it to the Elite Eight the next weekend, they only have two days to prepare for that 2-3 zone. It's not enough time, especially when these teams are coming off a win on their own, an emotional first win of the tournament. So that's a good angle to look at. But teams just struggle with Syracuse in that length in the tournament, and they always seem to do pretty well even when they're not expected to. So 
I think this year they're going to be expected to because they're going to have a good team in the ACC. So I think that program can be back, and Syracuse could be worth a look in the futures market if you're looking to find value. But otherwise, not really any value in futures markets usually, and I probably wouldn't be looking much in that realm, especially the first few weeks. I think you could probably find better value on better teams um, in a, about a month or six weeks from now after all the non-conference play um, around the holidays. So I would take a look at some of those aforementioned teams, but that's about it. Um, Oregon is another team, though, that I think can compete and um, could be worth a look um, in the futures market. They got Manu Bull's kid, Bull Bull, and he's on Oregon. This guy can get up and down the floor, but he can also shoot the three, and he's 7-2-ish. He's huge. So they have a veteran point guard, a great coach there at Oregon, which is the recipe for success in March. And when you get a guy like Bull Bull, the new Bull, who's <laughs> he looks a lot different than his dad on the court, but he's new age Bull. And at 20-1, to 1, they could be worth a look since they have a great chance of making it to the Elite Eight Final Four and um, winning a pretty weak Pac-12 um, this year. So I, I, think, I think they're a good look. Oregon on the western uh, side of things, along with Gonzaga. Uh, but otherwise, not really any value in the futures markets, and that's not where I would look. Um, another team, though, where I'm a little bit higher is Kansas State. All five starters are back for Kansas State this year, so look for them to make a run. Dean Wade, their stud, is back after being in a boot last March when they still made that deep run into the tournament, uh, to the Final Four. Um, they have a great defensive they're a great defensive team. They'll probably be the second-best team in the Big 12 behind Kansas. So Kansas State, definitely worth a look, and um, they're going to have lower totals because that defense is so good, but still, that team's hungry this year as well, and I will keep my eye on them. On the flip side, high-powered offenses, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, Mike Don, the Dominator, is back for this this high-powered offense. Definitely take a look at this team. They're going to excite this year up in South Dakota. Teams I am lower on than the market, um, UCLA. I don't have them in my preseason power rating as high as the AP poll, at least um, – predicts them to be they're at 21 uh, they're outside my top 25 right now also um i've been a big uh fan of backing west virginia at in spots in the past couple years but now that javon carter there who i think was there for like 13 years he's not their starting point guard anymore he moved on to to i think he's um with memphis's develop the memphis grizzlies development league or g league team um so he's gone, and he was their, their veteran presence and leader and one of the best defensive players I've seen in years. Um, so I think that team might have some issues, at least in the early goings, adjusting to life without him, um, although um, Huggins always has his teams you know, tenacious with their full-court press and defense and everything. So I, that, that's a team I'm, I uh, might be selling more than buying early on in the season at least, but we'll see. And otherwise, teams that are mired in the – ongoing college football scandal. Um, I'm not going to delve into the specifics of that, but I think you are all aware of the ongoing stuff that's happening with certain programs, um, Arizona being one. Um, I think it's a good idea to really pay attention to this because this does affect the handicap of the teams with the distractions throughout the course of the year. And the story is going to continue to unfold as the season goes on, so I think it's very prudent to stay on top of it in terms of which teams might get affected and how it might affect the players and the coaches and the fans. So that's going to be 
something to keep your eye on. Locally, um, we're going to look forward to another great year of watching Loyola Chicago. They're going to be good again. They're returning most of their guys, very well coached. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch. That team just plays team basketball the way basketball is meant to be played, so big fan of that. Um, Loyola Chicago should be another must-watch this year. Um, Duke and Kansas, they're my predicted final in April, in early April, in the Final Four. I think they're going to meet the championship, but that's not really a hot take at all because those are the top two of my power ratings, and they're probably going to be one and two in the polls next week. So that's the way I'm looking for that, but really excited for this college basketball season, and I'm going to be transitioning this podcast um, as football ends. It's going to be more focused on college basketball and the NBA um, in about a month or so as college football starts to wrap up and the NFL season enters the playoff weeks. Uh, that's when the attention really gets turned towards college hoops where it comes front and center. This is that sweet spot right now where we have college football and college basketball, tons of edges, and of course my ass leaves to go to Europe for a couple weeks, but that's just how it goes. Life gets in the way at times, but really looking forward to this season. Uh, there's tons of info out there. College hoops is my best sport, so stay tuned. Doggy Juice, Instagram, Twitter for any value plays that I may find, and I will be touching on college hoops in pretty much every episode moving forward um, as we enjoy this upcoming season. All right, let's do some quick look-aheads at the upcoming football weekend and college football week 11 and NFL week 10. I'm still going through the college slate, and I'm not going to give any um, plays that I've got on so far out on the pod right now. Um, just a couple of market leans where I think the numbers might go a different way, but I don't want to give those out and then have the numbers go the wrong way, even though I'm about 70%-ish confident that they will move in my favor. Um, in terms of the NFL, um, I'm taking a look at riding the Tennessee Titans train, getting six and a half points at home against the Patriots. If we can get a touchdown, that's an auto take for me there. That's just too many points. I have that one lined around three, three and a half, and that might even be too much uh, for the Patriots. Obviously, it's tough going in front of Belichick and the Pats, but they're traveling into Tennessee, and the Titans are, I think they're rejuvenated, coming off the bye week and then a win over the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. They do have a short turnaround, but I think that's enough time to go home. Short travel um, from Dallas to you know to Tennessee, so Nashville, so... Um, relatively short. So I, I think that's a good look taking the Titans this week, although they do have a little worried about their home field uh, with Patriots fans traveling in, but I think that's that's just still too many points. If it's plus seven, you got to take it. Six and a half or less for sure. Um, teaser candidate, the best one of the week is the Jets, in my opinion, the New York Jets. Uh, they're laying eight and a half, and I don't want to lay that, even though it's against Buffalo. Um, that's a rivalry, and I... Think I would. I think I'm going to take a look at teasing the Jets through the seven and the three down to one and a half. Just asking them to basically win the game outright. I think it's a good look. Look to pair them with a couple other candidates on the board. Just make sure you tease through that three and seven. The Chargers actually might be showing for me at minus nine point five or better. Uh oh, cops know. They know. Oh no. Um, nine and a half or better. Chargers on the road against the Raiders. Raiders have very minimal home field right now, and that's just a dumpster fire. It's tough laying those type of points, though, so I wouldn't blame anyone for not taking that. And otherwise, just a couple leans. I do lean the Jaguars if you can catch plus three and a half. 
think that might settle out at plus three, but good value if you can find the hook. And Arizona Cardinals plus 17 at Kansas City. I don't know if I'm going to take that, but it's the numbers say you know this one should be two touchdowns instead of 17 points. That's tough. Um, but Cardinals coming off the bye, not asking for too much for them to stay in the number. I mean, they're down 24 in the fourth quarter. They could still sneak through the back door to push that one. So um, I probably will end up sprinkling a bit on the Arizona Cardinals if I can get a full 17 points. But otherwise, just a couple leans besides that Tennessee play, which I'm going to search around actually after I'm done with this here and search for that seven, see if I can get it. I can get plus seven minus 115. That's a go for sure. Um, otherwise, a hold out. But that's that's it in terms of look-ahead plays. And that's also going to do it for this podcast, um, College Basketball Preview Pod. Hopefully I give you some good nuggets in there, but we are going to be unpacking the college hoop season as the season goes by on this podcast. I'm going to bring that into front and center focus pretty much as college football winds down. Just a reminder, I'm going to be out of town in Europe. I'll be at that City versus United game on Sunday. Check it out. Otherwise, just get your Doggy Juice Challenge picks into me. Even though I'm going to be out of town, I'm still going to post the lines for the variation of the NFL Super Contest I play in on my Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. Uh, by Thursday afternoon, all you got to do is look at those. Give me your favorite five picks against the spread. If you're going to use the Thursday night game, include that one before the game kicks off. Otherwise, you have until noon Central Time kickoff on Sunday to get the rest of your picks in, or all five. If you go 5-0, and oh, I Venmo you $25 prize. Just make sure you include your uh, football Monday night football total score tiebreaker in case more than one guy or lady goes 5-0. and oh. But be like Magic Man. Be like Zizzle Bizzle. Get me those picks, go 5-0, and and enjoy a $25 Venmo prize to spend on beer money or Vegas bombs, canter bombs, or diapers for your baby, whatever you want. Just get those picks in, and good luck when you do. Otherwise, I am out. I'll be back in two weeks. Good luck with your bets, and I will talk to you soon. Good luck. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>